Charles Benson, anchor and chief political reporter at TMJ4 News, is with us on the hotline. Charles, thank you so much for being here. Always good to be with you, John. So the Iowa caucuses are two months away. There's new polling out that shows that Nikki Haley is picking up momentum, but Donald Trump is still in the lead. When you think about the fact that Iowa is two months away, what are the things that you're sorting through? So that's interesting because, yes, two months from today, we will know who will won Iowa. And that's always sort of the, you know, the starting point. But will it be the beginning of the coronation, for a lack of a better term, for the former president, Donald Trump, who still holds on to a 30-plus point lead in Iowa uh, as we sit here 60 days away from the all-important Iowa caucus. But when you look at what's trending, uh, Trump has remained around 47 percent of the the vote uh, since June of this year. DeSantis, who continues to run second, but DeSantis has gone from 25 percent in June down to 17 percent. And you mentioned Nikki Haley, who is in third. She's gone from about 5 percent up to 14 percent. So she's someone who's going into the Iowa caucus with momentum, with still 60 days to go. And the key here, John, is not so much who came in first, but the expectation game is who was second, who was third, who's gaining momentum. So while that will likely be uh, a big win for Donald Trump come January 15th, uh, a lot of people will be looking to say, but can Nikki Haley or uh, Ron DeSantis make any inroads here? And all the polling shows that nothing is changing the what seems to be the eventual outcome here, that uh, Donald Trump will be the eventual nominee for the Republican Party. We also saw this week Tim Scott, the South Carolina senator, he's dropped out of the race. Mike Pence has dropped out of the race. So the field is narrowing, and that could potentially you know, change the results. But Iowa has an enormous amount of influence, but it's not necessarily the – they don't necessarily always pick the person who will end up with the nominee. Hey, Charles, nomination. is it the narrowing of the field and what Nikki Haley has had to say that's sort of the combo platter of her numbers rising? I think so. I think when people now are saying, if not – uh, Trump, who, uh, and people got a really good look at DeSantis early on, and Nikki was kind of always in the background there saying, you know, who is she? She's done well in her uh, debate performances. Uh, so she has started to gain some traction. What was interesting, especially in the Marquette poll last week, you know, she was the one who hands down uh, beats uh President Biden in a head-to-head. It's hypothetical. It's, you know, here's what people would say right now. But it wasn't even close. She was up nine points in Wisconsin. Nine points in Wisconsin? Who, who wins Wisconsin by nine points? I mean, Barack Obama did back uh, in uh, 08 and 12. But those are pretty phenomenal numbers. So I don't know if she's turning more heads with people saying, wow, uh, what's going on there? And will that ultimately change the dynamics? But you can't ignore how big of a lead the former president has right now in the presidential primary for Republicans. So, Charles, let's move to New Hampshire, because New Hampshire's a week later, and you made a very good point. The person who wins Iowa doesn't always win. And in New Hampshire, it's more interesting. Donald Trump has 42 percent of the votes in a poll that came out just today, far short of a majority of voters. So he has 42. Haley is surging. She's at 20. Christie's at 14. So Trump at 42, if Christie were to get out of the race or DeSantis gets out, who's at 10, and those votes go to Haley, 
it's it's a ball game. I mean, this this could be tight in New Hampshire. Yeah, and I, you know, you talk about who gets out. DeSantis, I, I, I don't see that happening. Uh, Christie is the one people will, you know, will he feel some more of that pressure? Uh, I think Christie has put more eggs into New Hampshire thinking, uh, you know, does that get him uh, maybe in a second or third position to try to survive past New Hampshire since he's not really polling very well in Iowa? So you're right. But I think more eyeballs are getting on Nikki Haley. And with 60 days to go, and then it starts the the momentum there, uh, does she continue to build on momentum? And what will that now look like if it looks more like a Trump versus Haley and DeSantis is just kind of hanging in there? There's still a lot of time, guys. You know, 60 days may not seem like forever, but in politics, a lot can happen. I want to ask you, Charles, about this third-party movement that folks are talking about, the no-labels presidential effort, and there are congressmen out now who are saying this would be a really, really bad idea. Tell us about no-labels and tell us what the developments are and what we're hearing from other congressmen. So No Labels has been around, you know, since about 2010. They've always looked for starting a third party name no labels meaning you're you're not the republican you're not the democrat uh you obviously come in with more of a uh what they say is a common sense approach to politics and not a partisan approach to politics but it is interesting john you know a hundred years ago uh one of the most notable and impactful politicians in wisconsin history ran as a progressive party candidate we know him today as fighting Bob La Follette. Um, and he was a guy who generated a lot of interest, not only in Wisconsin politics. He was elected as a senator uh, in the U.S. Senate, but he became a progressive candidate. And in the 1920s, progressive party candidates were becoming more of a, a, a thing, an alternative to Republicans or Democrats. But as gifted as he was, he only generated 16 percent of the vote. So no labels here thinks that they could come in and potentially shake up the race. But what's interesting is that they're looking at it from a different perspective. They're looking to see if people are really wanting a third candidate, a third party. Obviously, RFK Jr. is running now as an independent, and there will be third-party candidates. But will there really be a solid, different third party that brings people together? So you heard from Reed Ribble, a former Republican congressman out of Green Bay, and Ron Kine, a former Democrat out of the La Crosse area, and they're saying, hold on here, wait, wait, wait. This is not the time to do this because they see the impact on a third-party candidate actually helping the former president and hurting the current president. And you might be saying, well, why would Reed Ribble, a Republican, be worried about that? He's not a Trump fan. So he does not see this as the time to have a third-party in this 2024 election. And by the way, No Labels hasn't decided whether or not they will field a group. They're looking at it right now. And Joe Manchin, the guy who's not going to seek re-election in West Virginia, is one of their prime candidates that they think who could fit this role. TMJ4 Chief Political Reporter Charles Benson, always good to have you on, Charles. Thank you. You're welcome.